What's up, this Shaq Barrett, outside linebacker of the Tampa Bay Bucks, and you're listening to the Fresh Fantasy Podcast. What is going on, everybody? I hope you're having a great day today. This is Alex from the Fresh Fantasy Podcast. This is the 63rd episode of Season 2. Today, we're going to be talking about the best and worst plays of Week 11. That is right. We are in the home stretch, the last third of the fantasy football season. Most people in your average leagues have about five weeks left of the regular season. Usually, playoffs start for Week There'll be week 16 and 17 people this year. I know some people start their playoffs in Week 14 if you have like a 16 playoff or the bye week. Um, none of that, but regardless of your playoff format regardless of your team record i have some great records i have some terrible records just like you guys do but we are here today to talk about the best and worst plays because right now no matter what's happened this season the good the bad the ugly you are trying to win this week in week 11 and that's what we are here for today you have five names at each position of the best plays i think and worst plays of the week and let me emphasize before we start that just because a guy is one of the best plays in the week or one of the worst plays of the week does not mean that you need to be sitting them. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean that you can't play them in your lineup or, or stuff like that. I'm just trying to say, okay, like if it's between this guy and another guy, this guy might not be such a great play this week or this guy's a really good play this week if you can get him in your lineup. It's all about stuff like that. But you guys understand that. Um, and for all of you listening to this podcast and tuning in every week, I appreciate you so much. Um, even my listenership at this point in the season has absolutely blown me away. So please keep listening to the podcast. I absolutely love hearing your feedback. I love that you guys listen, and I hope that you are enjoying these episodes, listening to silly old me's voice. Before we get into the episode today, I do have a little bit of personal personal news. I mean, it, it is fantasy related, and I mentioned it in my last episode. If you listened um, on the week ten waiver takeaways plus week eleven waiver wire, um, I mentioned that I got ten million plays on TikTok. 10 million total people have tuned in to watch my stupid face talk about, you know, fantasy football stats. How crazy is that? But like, seriously, from the bottom of my heart, whether you guys that are listening to this, follow me on TikTok or not, it truly means the world to me. Like, seriously, like it means way more than you guys realize. I take it so seriously. I love getting to hear your feedback. I love getting to create content and make videos for you guys. But man, 10, 10 million is one of the most ridiculous accomplishments like i never thought that i would you know ever in my history of making content i hope that i would ever get to that number let alone doing it i mean just over i mean not even like about not even six months into tiktok it's pretty incredible that you know there's so many people that have supported me and you know watch my videos because they love me hate me i don't care it, it means a lot um but i just want to say that real quick so if you are listening to this podcast right now and you're listening to my sweet soothing voice obviously there's sarcasm in that while you're you know cooking cleaning doing the dishes, in the car, whatever it is, just know that as you are doing whatever you are doing right now, as you are listening to this podcast, I appreciate you. I, I really genuinely do. It means so much to me, but not for the sappy stuff. You're not here for that. You're just here for my fantasy football. Like, come on, monkey, you know, do your dance, do your dance, hamster, run on your wheel, run on your wheel. Okay. Okay. I get it. I will run on my wheel. I will give you my fantasy content, and then I'll let you get out of here and get back to whatever you were doing. So with that being said, let's jump right into it with the QB starts of the week. My start of the week at QB is Joe Burrow playing the Las Vegas Raiders, who have given up the single most points to QBs over the last five weeks. 
Of course, that is buoyed a little bit by Patrick Mahomes' 35 points last week, but it's not a two-week sample or a three-week sample. It is a five-week sample that they're allowing the most points. The Bengals are also coming off a bye week. I expect them to be ready. I expect them to be explosive against a struggling Raiders defense. Joe Burrow, the start of the week. My number two start of the week is Tua Tungvaluwa versus the New York Jets. New York Jets were stingy earlier in the season, but over the last five weeks specifically, they have been terrible against QBs, allowing the second most points over the last five weeks. Tua looking better and better every week. They're starting to get a little bit healthier. You know, Devontae Parker, Will Fuller do back very soon, but Jets have been a terrible defense. I expect this to be a high-scoring game with two not-so-great defenses. Tua Tungo-Vailoa, wonderful play this week. My number three start of the week at QB. Not a guy that you're not going to ever hear really on this list much more, but it's Jalen Hurts. Alex, why is Jalen Hurts playing? I see that they're a red matchup. Saints are fourth best against QBs over the course of the season. No, that's why we bring you stats like this. This is why I do what I do to bring you some cool stats. I know. Shut up, Alex. Shut up. I know. I heard you. But Jalen Hurts versus the Saints. The Saints have given up the third most points to QBs over the last five weeks. That's why you use stats like this where those you know, red and green on your screens are so misleading. The Saints have given up the third most fantasy points over the last five weeks. Dallas Goddard, I'm recording this on Thursday, is back to limited practice, which is very good for Jalen Hurts prospects this coming week. Jalen Hurts, a very, very good play. My number four start of the week is Aaron Rodgers versus the Minnesota Vikings, who have given up the sixth most points to QBs over the last five weeks. Aaron Rodgers coming off a bad COVID week last week. Not his best performance. Seahawks only sorry, so the Packers only scored 17 points, the Seahawks zero, but I expect this to be a much better game against Aaron Rodgers, who historically plays really well against the Vikings because of Devontae Adams absolutely seems to dominate the Vikings every time that he plays them. My final start of the QB Q, my final start of the week at QB is Cam Newton. Crazy that you're hearing his name on this list, that he is making it, and it's not for the Patriots. It's for the Carolina Panthers. Cam is back, and he is playing Riverboat Ron and the Washington football team, who have given up the single most points to QBs this season. Cam threw two touchdowns last week. and just sorry, sorry, he rushed for a touchdown, and he threw a touchdown on just 12 snaps last week. Granted, he was mostly playing in the red zone, but again, two touchdowns on 12 plays, no matter where Cam is on the field. You love to see it. Playing the Washington football team, who have given up the single most points to QBs this season. The QB sits of the week are the best or worst plays of the week that are not so great plays. Doesn't mean you have to sit them and not play them, but just, you know, plays I'm a little bit wary about. Led off by Justin Herbert versus the Pittsburgh Steelers, number one team against QBs over the last five weeks, allowing just an average of 11.6 fantasy points to quarterbacks over the last five weeks. That is putrid. I'd be a little worried about Herbert this week. I'd try to find someone else if you can. My number two worst play of the week is Carson Wentz versus the Buffalo Bills, second best team against quarterbacks over the last five weeks, best team against quarterbacks this season. They've been very, very strong all year on Buffalo defense. Um, man, you just hard to stop them. They've been super, super good, even though they're up in a lot of games. Probably not a great week to start Carson Wentz. Been hot lately, but a seven-point game last week. Now playing a team as tough as Buffalo, not a good week for Carson Wentz. Also not a good week for Kirk Cousins versus the Packers. You know, kind of the opposite here. Packers defense has been very, very stingy lately. They're the sixth best team against quarterbacks over the last five weeks. I'd be a little, little wary on Kirk Cousins. He's hot. He's a little, little, you know, he's not hot right now. It's a little, little streaky, you know, here and there. But this is not one of those games I expect Kirk Cousins to go off. Could he? Because he's Kirk Cousins and he's a good quarterback. Sure, absolutely. But I don't think it's going to be this week. Another, you know, start, you know, a guy playing against a former team is Taylor Heineke for the Washington football team playing against his former Carolina Panthers. 
fourth best team against QBs over the last five weeks. Not a lot of people probably starting Taylor Heineke, but I know he has some sneaky rushing upside. He's been on my start list a couple of times of a guy that you can play, but this is not one of those weeks. Carolina, since they got Stefan Gilmore, have been just absolutely lights out. They've been the second best team over the last three weeks, and Stefan Gilmore is a big part of that. I think a lot of any quarterback almost going forward against Carolina will probably be on my sit list unless it's a super elite quarterback. My last, you know, worst play of the week is a beware play. As you guys know, if you guys don't know, beware plays are guys that are obviously really, really great, you know, players at their position. But this is like, a okay, if you have a lot of good players this position, you might want to sit this guy because he's got a tough matchup this week. That's Russell Wilson versus the Arizona Cardinals. Russell Wilson did not look very good last week in Green Bay. I know he was coming off his finger surgery and his stupid hype video. If you didn't see that, go check it out. And then he proceeded to get shut out for the first time in his entire career. So. Coming off that, you know, obviously you expect him to be better. I think he'll score more than zero points this week. But Arizona Cardinals have been the sixth, sorry, the ninth best team over the last five weeks. Russell Wilson did not look completely healthy last week. I watched that game. He did not look healthy. It was not looking good. So I'd be a little bit wary of starting Wilson. So that's that's my take on that. If you can sit him, I would. But otherwise, still Russell Wilson, you got to play him. On to our running back starts, the best and worst plays of the week. The best play. Listen up. You doing your dishes in the car, whatever you were doing, and you were tuned out for a second because you're driving or focused on some kid that you don't want to hit while you're on the road. I hope you didn't hit him. I hope he's okay. If not, buy him some ice cream on me. I'll send you some Venmo money. Okay, uh, just shut up and do the, you know, do your monkey, monkey, do. Monkey, monkey, do your dance. I'm sorry. I'm a little frazzly. But what I'm saying, this is the one player you want to listen to of all players on this entire list of players today. I mean, I have a list of 40 players. This is the number one you want to listen to, and it's Miles Gaskin versus the New York Jets. The Jets have allowed 16 more points per game than any other team over the last five weeks against running backs. 16 points per game more than the second best team. The New York Jets have been so putrid at running back, it is not even funny. 16 more points a game. That is just ridiculous. For reference, Pittsburgh's allowing 11.6 points per game to quarterbacks over the last five weeks. More than they're allowing, almost a whole game more is what the Jets are allowing to running backs right now. Miles Gaskin, the start of the week, he is going to go off. My number two start of the week is Josh Jacobs versus the Cincinnati Bengals, third most points given up over the last five weeks. Josh Jacobs, finally a really good start, finally getting some usage in the passing game like we've wanted to see from him for his whole career. Ran a season-high 17 routes last week, which is very nice to see. My number three start of the week, James Conner versus the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks have been great against the pass, not good against the run. They are giving up the fourth most points to the run um, over the last five weeks. James Conner, the clear RB1 with Chase Edmonds out. He is a must-start this week in all formats. Number four start of the week is Leonard Fournette versus the New York Giants. Fifth most points given up over the last three weeks. Leonard Fournette does a lot better um, in positive game scripts and games the Bucs win. And while the Bucs lost to the football team last week, I think they're going to take care of the Giants. They might get Antonio Brown back. They might get Gronk back. Either way, I think they're going to play a much better game. And I think it's going to be a very good game for Leonard Fournette, who's averaging over 20 touches a game this season um, since week four when Rojo went to the bench. And my final start of the week, a sneaky start. A guy that you probably won't be starting in a lot of leagues, but is a sneaky start is Dearness Johnson versus the Detroit Lions. I know. Is Nick Chubb not playing or something? No. Nick Chubb is probably going to play, but they're playing the Lions, who have been of these six most points to running backs over the last five weeks. I expect Cleveland to bounce back big time from their performance last week against New England. Jared Goff might not play for the Lions. I think it could be a blowout, which could mean a lot of carries for Dearness Johnson. He's been very, very good the last few weeks. I think he is a very nice, sneaky start, whether Chubb plays or not. 
And onto the running back sits of the week. My number one sit of the week is Michael Carter versus the Miami Dolphins. Number one team against running backs over the last five weeks, allowing just 9.7 points per game to running backs. That is really good for a team that was not very good against running back. That was not very good against running back to start the season. 9.7 points per game given up over the last five weeks. I know Michael Carter's getting a lot of targets. He's getting a lot of touches. If you want to start him, that's fine. I'm just saying, just, you know, letting you know, Miami's only giving up 9.7 points per game total to running backs. It's not just to the starter. That's to all the running backs in every given team every week over the last five weeks. I'd be hesitant. My number two of the week is Jordan Howard versus the New Orleans Saints. Jordan Howard's been hot lately, but the Saints have been the second best team against running backs this year. They're insane against running backs every year. Not a Jordan Howard week. My number three of the week is Eli Mitchell versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't know how or why, but Jacksonville has been the third best team against running backs over the last five weeks. Eli Mitchell might not play. He just had finger surgery. I think if he does play, he might be a little limited. You know, ball security issues with a fractured finger that he had surgery on. Who knows if he plays? Um, if he plays, I'd be avoiding him. If Jeff Wilson plays, I think he's fine. But, you know, the Jacksonville defense being better against running backs combined with the fact that Eli Mitchell's a little banged up. We don't know how much of a role he's going to have in this game, especially after they still gave Jeff Wilson 10 carries last week to – I mean, it was two Eli Mitchell's 27, but still – He's getting a little bit of competition now. And Jeff Wilson, that was his first game. Expect a little bit more work down the road. Eli Mitchell, just a little bit scary for me this week. My number four of the week is Zach Moss versus the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, last week we saw a complete three-way split between Moss, Singletary, and Breda. All guys, all three guys had a touchdown against the Jets, figures. But Zach Moss playing the Indianapolis Colts this week. Number eight team against the running back. They've been very, very tough. And Singletary played more snaps than Moss last week. My final running back sit of the week is just a beware play, just a little bit. Hey, might be a little hesitant here. David Montgomery versus the Baltimore Ravens, fourth best team against running backs over the last five weeks. Just keep that in mind. Before we come back, we're going to take a quick little break. And we are back. There is no more Anchor ad on this podcast. Uh, Anchor has ended its sponsorship with me because I guess Anchor is the only ad that you can use when you first start a podcast, no matter what your listenership is. Like, So I could have put it in in my first episode if I wanted to. And I guess after you make a certain amount of money or you get a certain amount of plays, uh, Anchor just ends its sponsorship with you. So I hit that total like uh, a week or two ago. So there's no more Anchor sponsorships. You guys don't have to listen to that anymore. I'm sure all of you are so, so, so thankful. But now we are talking wide receiver starts led off by Jalen Waddle for the New York Jets. Jets have given up the single most points to wide receivers over the last five weeks. They were stingy at the beginning of the season, but they have some of the worst corners in the league, and we're starting to see that play out. I mean, I just put out a tweet a little bit ago that the Jets have given up 45-plus points in three out of their four games coming off the bye. The only other game they didn't, they gave up 31. Dolphins are going to score a lot of points this week. Jalen Waddle, I think, is going to be part of that. My number two start of the week is Devontae Smith for the New Orleans, against the New Orleans Saints. Saints have given up the second-most points to wide receivers over the course of the last five weeks. Devontae Smith coming off back-to-back career high weeks in fantasy putting up 20 plus half ppr points in both games got to start him this week especially in such a good matchup marshawn Lattimore or not number three start of the week is brandon cooks versus the tennessee titans titans have given up the third most points to wide receivers so far this season brandon cooks time start him up baby this is going to be a breakout week for him if he has not already Number four start of the week is Corey Davis versus the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins have given up the sixth most points to wide receivers. Corey Davis has been a top 20 wide receiver when healthy this year. Very good play this week. 
My lineup final start of the week, Rashad Bateman. Did anyone see that one-handed catch that he made last week? That was friggin' amazing. Rashad Bateman getting six-plus targets in every career NFL game he's had so far. You love to see it. Playing the Chicago Bears have given him the seventh most points to wide receivers over the course of the last five weeks. Rashad Bateman is a wonderful play this week. On to our wide receiver sits, led off by Mike Williams, who has been the wide receiver 80 since week six. Wide receiver 80. Woof. Do not play him until he starts to produce something else. It is not good, especially when he's playing against the Pittsburgh Steelers, who have been the fourth stingiest team against wide receivers over the course of the last five weeks. Not good for Mike Williams. My number two of the week is Kadarius Tony versus the Tampa Bay Bucks. Like I said with Terry McLaurin last week, Tampa Bay has been sneaky good against wide receivers somehow over the course of the last little bit. Over the last five weeks, second best team against wide receivers. They've been much, much tougher. Finally, my third of the week is Christian Kirk versus the Seattle Seahawks. Best team against wide receivers over the course of the last five weeks. Kyler Murray, from what I'm hearing, is that he's like 50-50 to play this week. And if he doesn't play, Colt McCoy is hurt. So it'll be Chris Strebler throwing him the ball. But even if Kyler plays, Christian Kirk playing the Seahawks, number one team against wide receivers. Number four sit of the week is Chase Claypool. If he plays versus the Los Angeles Chargers, fifth best team against wide receivers so far this season. Claypool might not play. He's another 50-50 guy that if he's going to play. But Chargers have been very good against wide receivers. Deontay is still a start because he's matchup proof. But Claypool, not a great start this week. I'd start another player on that team. We'll get to him in just a second. But my final sit of the week, a serious sit of the week, a beware play, Terry McLaurin. Okay, listen, people. Terry McLaurin this year has played all but – no, he's played every game, but they had a bye week. We're in week 11 now, so he's played nine games. Of those nine games, Terry McLaurin – has had less than nine fantasy points in six out of nine games. That is brutal. I know Terry McLaurin is wonderful and great, and you probably need to start him in your lineup. That is fine. But the Carolina Panthers now have Stephon Gilmore and have been the number two team against wide receivers over the course of the last three weeks. Stephon Gilmore is going to lock Terry McLaurin up. Terry McLaurin will not be a top 12 receiver in fantasy this year, I promise you. And if not, I will make a formal apology to all of my listeners in my next episode. But please do not start him this week. Please start someone else that is on my start list if you have them or if you can get them. And finally, onto the tight end starts and sits. My number one start of the week at tight end is Dan Arnold versus the San Francisco 49ers. Middle of the pack against tight ends, but Dan Arnold has had four straight games with seven-plus targets, four straight games with 60-plus yards. He is a must-start option in fantasy football. You have to go pick him up, and you have to go start him. My number two start of the week is Pat Fryermuth. He's the Steelers guy I was talking about, playing the Chargers, eighth-worst team, eighth team against tight ends over the course of the last five weeks. Nine targets last week for Fryermuth, touchdowns at least in the previous two or three weeks before that. He is a must-start. Big Ben should be back this week. Other guys do for a performance after, you know, some injuries and not playing well. Dawson Knox versus the Indianapolis Colts, ninth best, ninth worst team against tight ends. Dawson Knox, a great play this week. My number four star of the week is CJ Uzama. Yay, CJ Uzama shout out. Everyone loves it. Woohoo. But playing the Raiders, second worst team against tight ends over the course of the last five weeks. They have been absolutely horrendous at tight end. CJ Uzama loves his big games against bad tight end defenses. Maybe this will be another one. My final, you know, very dart throw sleeper of the week is Cole Komet versus the Baltimore Ravens, third best team against third worst team against tight ends over the course of the last five weeks. Cole Komet, a sneaky good play. On to our tight end sets. We have some real names here this week. This is not like normal Alex, like I have like two guys for you and we'll get out of here. I have actual five names for you this week, led off by Rob Gronkowski versus the New York Giants, third best team against tight ends over the course of the last five weeks. Gronk's missed the last several weeks with injury and he played one game, but he had several weeks with more. 
um, with injury before that, playing New York Giants, third best team against tight ends. I mean, he might not even play this week, but if he does, he I will not play him at least for one more week until we see what his usage looks like. So I think they might ease him back in to keep him healthy for the playoffs. My number two of the week is Gerald Everett versus the Arizona Cardinals, sixth best team against tight ends over the last five weeks. My third of the week is Dallas Goddard versus the New Orleans Saints. If you've got to start him, you got to start him. But he did practice this week, but Saints have been the seventh toughest team against tight ends, and they do really well taking away the number one option, which I still believe is Dallas Goddard over Devontae Smith. But who knows? Smith is much better play. Dallas Goddard, you know, a little bit more of a beware play than an actual set. The fourth play of the week is Logan Thomas versus the Carolina Panthers or Ricky Seals-Jones. Doesn't I mean, both of those guys right now are like 50-50 to play, but whoever the starting tight end is for the Washington football team, whether it's Logan Thomas or Ricky Seals-Jones, don't play them this week. I don't know if it's a Stephon Gilmore thing because he probably doesn't guard tight ends much, but Carolina's been the sixth best team over the last three weeks against tight ends. I'd be fading the Washington football team tight ends this week. And finally, my last set of the week, or beware play of the week. This is not a set. This is just a beware. Mike Isecki. I know. He put up a goose egg. Alex, stop going crazy. He's been the top three tight end this year otherwise, but... The Jets, who were like one of the worst teams against tight ends, have just changed everything around. Seventh best team against tight ends over the last three weeks. I think that might have to do with some of the defense changing around and some other linebackers getting healthy. But who knows? Mike Gusecki, just a beware play if you have someone else. Like I would play Pat Fryermuth and Dan Arnold over Mike Gusecki. That's all I'm saying this week. But that is that. I hope you guys enjoyed week 11 of the best and worst plays. Please reach out to me if you have any start, sit questions, anything like that. Please reach me on Twitter at Alex Caruso, at TikTok, at Fresh underscore Fantasy. And, you know, just keep doing your thing. Keep listening to the podcast. And I hope you guys keep enjoying because after this, we have weeks 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, and 17. That is six weeks. So we have 12 real episodes left plus a fantasy award show that we'll be doing once again this year for you new listeners. It'll be a nice little award show talking about all the best stuff from the fantasy season. But otherwise, 12 regular season of fantasy plus playoffs episodes left for this season. So I hope you guys tune into all of them. Thank you so much for listening. Please leave a review. You guys already know what to do, and I hope you all have a great rest of your day.